like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... It is go time. Get oh, ready. Get pumped. It, you, it's you time for the go. <laughs> you, that's a bit aggressive, dear. I Ooh. said what I said and I don't take it back. And I will say it again, you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to fucking go, you lazy motherfuckers. Talk. How hard is that? Just it's easy. I'm doing it right talking. now. Anybody can do it. Just do things. Go buy yourself a microphone, <laughs> stupid, and put it on the internet. You can do a podcast yourself. Welcome to Self-Help with Bob. Hey, do you want to yeah. do a podcast? Buy a microphone, talk into it, put it on the internet. What are you, stupid? Yeah, you I, I will say, if Joe Rogan can do it, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. and yeah. All you got to do is is drop a bunch of N-bombs and you too can get $100 million on Spotify. It's super easy. It's so easy. <laughs> oh, but and then be, have I think he had like 150 episodes removed this week. Something like that. There Something were a lot like that Spotify. were removed. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're a bit problematic. You know, the funny thing yeah. is I was talking to, to wife about this and I was like, you know, if he would have just kept making money the way he was doing it, nobody would have given a shit. Yeah. Like now that he's been paid a shit ton of money from it, like the corporate overlords can just be like, wait, 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 wait. You What's said, in your show? You did what? You, <laughs> yeah. said, you what? said what about who? We don't do that now. Whoopsie exactly. Duty. And now he's going to have to do all the apologies. He's going to have to go on yeah, his now, apology tour. Yeah, now he's going to do a weekly apology video. What an idiot. It's going to be like such stupid backhanded, like, I'm sorry if I offended you oh, yeah. sort of yeah. a thing. Like, I'm not sorry I did it. I'm sorry your you feelings are hurt. I'm sorry you felt bad. Yeah. I haven't watched yeah. any of the videos. Ugh, no, I refuse I to just assume that, that is 100% an assumption, but I think it's right. I, looking, given that meathead, yes. Um, yeah. Also, listeners, if you if you want a little surprise for yourself, Google Joe Rogan's nipples. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Why would you do that? You're welcome. Friend, why would you do that? I had, You're I welcome. Had forgotten. Because our friend did it to me and I am I am I carry that scar to this day. And I Forever need, traumatized. And I, I blame to- him. I blame Al. I will never not blame him for that. Oh my God. You know, it's funny is this is nipples or racism is a thousand percent not in the direction I was going with our well, cult. Well, well, oh, you're, well, you're, you're gonna go. Oh, go cold open is not about racist nipples? No, mine was actually Grab like, the reins of, of this fucking thing and steer it towards something good. Story. So very recently, a uh, man who had purchased a drawing at a yard sale for $30. Oh. So if you're ever at a yard sale and you find some fine art, I'm just saying... Maybe you should buy it because this man uh, purchased this like drawing and it turns out it's worth $10 million. What is the drawing it, of? It's a, it's a, um, it's a drawing from 1528. It's oh, the work, shit. It's the work of a German Renaissance artist named Albrecht Dürer. Oh, Albrecht Dürer. Yes. One of those famous ones that everybody loves. The rural Dürer. That's right. And uh, yeah, they they didn't know. I mean, they spent years trying to verify this because obviously in the art world, things yeah. of that nature. I've Bob and I have watched many a documentary about faking art because that is oh, fascinating. Yeah. And My kid they could paint that. Years and they oh, think yeah, they but- have verified that this is an original 
and worth about $10 million, which is a great ROI for 30 bucks. Yeah. Didn't didn't someone at a garage sale or an estate sale like pick up an original Pollock at some point? Oh my God. Probably. Like that. By the way, yeah. you should watch that that uh, Netflix documentary about the guy, the, the people that were faking the Rothkos. That's actually really cool. Uh, yeah. That was a, that's a pretty damn good documentary. If you like yeah. watching documentaries about art. There you yeah, go. I mean, they tend to be fascinating. Yes. So Th- anyway, this one is no exception. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if you are at, you know, once it's not wintertime, if you live in a place where it is cold and yeah. they don't have yard sales, start going to yard sales. I think Go to yard sales. If you find a weird drawing, just buy it. You know what? Just buy it. It could yeah, be worth a like million the, dollars. Or 10. I feel like the moral of the story is buy art. Buy art. Yes. Support the arts. Support as the arts. Join our Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, as the uh, resident comic book artist of this podcast, please buy art. Yeah. Yes, as the resident fine artist of the, I'm the only one here with any fine art ability uh, at all. Any art talent. Buy Not art. Fine, yeah. just art talent. Buy a drawing from me for $10 million. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Just do it. It's oh. not even an NFT. It's real art. It's not real. fake you can really art. You on your real wall. And you can really look at it. It's not a shitty drawing of an ugly ape. Ape. No. That for some reason is worth $500,000. No. I have no idea. I was offered a job this week where the payment was an NFT worth up to $300. And I was like, no. 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 I don't know. That's fake. And no. Oh, I was having a long conversation with my friend about this the uh, literally last night. Now is not the time to get into it. Because right. the, no. the bottom is dropping out of it and it's going to be very bad. Also, welcome to NFT Talk with your friends, the Booze and Booze podcast. Yeah, because we know so much about it. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do. Welcome to Non-Fungible oh. Talk. I'm your host, Cyber Bob. Yeah, yeah, I knew nothing. I was just like, nope, that's fake. No, no that's this is, not that real. Was a great you just send me a picture of a wing ding and I'm not going to get any money. Nope. Good. Hey, uh, if you're you. a listener and you've bought an NFT, you're stupid. Don't shit. Don't say that to our listeners. Are all I just special, said it to our listeners. Lovely butterflies. I think if you are a listener and you bought an NFT, you are a very, very smart and beautiful person who yes. made a dumb decision. Yes, um, who just made a bad choice. Tell us what kind of horrible drawing you wasted your your Ethereum on. I would really yeah, tell, love Booze and yeah, podcast at gmail.com. Tell us how much Bitcoin you spent on that. Oh, yeah. my God. Speaking of Bitcoin, I don't know. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're worth none. Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we are currently data mining the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. We are using every... There are three computers on this table right now, all of them mining your data. All of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. We... We've used this podcast to backdoor into your phone and we're now using it to farm Bitcoin. You're welcome. You're welcome. We you wonder know. why your phone gets hot when you run this podcast? That's why. Yep. yep. Sorry, not sorry. You're worth no money so far. We're the hot phone podcast. <laughs> welcome to hot <laughs> slippery germ bricks. Yeah. Hot, hot phone. phones. Uh, hey. In your area. We got your data on lock. Uh. We're back tracing your IP addresses. Nice. Yeah, yeah, tech stuff. You know, we're not Computer talking about... Computer lingo. Did you know we're not talking about data mining? We're not talking about I'm, that at all. I feel really I wanna, confident saying we I are wanna not... Be, I want to slip these packets into your gateway. Stop it! No, absolutely not. No, gross. No, we're not going to guess Hot packets. <laughs> no. 
Zero, zero hot packets. There are no, no hot pockets in here, babe. Packets, stupid. Hot pockets, Learn hot the pockets. lingo. No, this week. <laughs> Bobby's mad. Bobby's mad about data mining skits. There's a lot of aggression about NFTs, Bitcoin, Ethereum, any of that. And he's got a shit eating smirk on his face right now. So, <laughs> no, this week. I smell a Bob Spiracy podcast uh, episode. God. I have a lot of conspiracy theories actually about uh, NFTs and. Oh, um, it's just your own personal conspiracy pa- pa- theory. Pa- no, they're they're real. Oh, okay. You can actually look them. There's there's a bunch of weird stuff going on in Puerto Rico right now regarding <laughs> NFTs would and crypto. I argue that your theories are no more less real than the other ones on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, look. I mean, you babe- should definitely listen to our episode on uh, uh on the Large Hadron Collider and Osiris. That was some hot shit. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that was some. Shit. If you are tempted at any point in the future to talk about this, just let us know. Dear. I want to know how many viruses I downloaded onto my computer accidentally while researching that. I went to some fucking weird websites. <laughs> God. Um. Anyway, no. This week we are not talking about. Bitcoin. Not talking about any of that. My story has none, none of, that. of that. Absolutely none of that. No, mine has literally zero. Yeah. So our beer this week is called White Dome. It's an IPA from Silver Reef Brewing Co., which is, again, a local brewery for me out here in Utah. Um, And we were like, Silver Reef, because White Dome, what does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. That means nothing to no one. Yeah. This means like a dome that's Uh, white. That's racist. Even even we couldn't make something out of that, and and we pull shit out of our ass every goddamn week. Every week. White Dome. That's Ben Franklin's head, baby. But we already okay, haunted Ben, ben Franklin's Franklin's. Ghost. What are we gonna do? Not helpful. We, we said Silver Reef Brewing reefs. Where's the biggest reef? Australia. Australia. Haunted Australia. There it is. We got there. I do love the journeys we take to get to the, the, was, the episode it was, topic. It was really fun journey. But now that we're here, friend, you tell us. Take us on your journey. Your personal oh man, guys. I want to be journeyed. Journey. I will tell you Don't literally. Stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I will tell you literally. Buckle the fuck up because this story is quite the roller coaster. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to tell you about DreamWorld theme park. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. bad dad jokes to start. Oh boy. Yes. So DreamWorld is uh, it's the largest theme park in Australia. Great. It is a theme park slash zoo Whoa. because nothing says throwing up on a roller coaster like petting a llama yeah, or seeing penguins. Welcome yeah, to Disney's Animal Kingdom. That it's is a Disney's lot. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a lot of um, big cats. So, oh. so right up Meow. Big Tuna's alley. Oh yeah, you roller yes. coasters check. Big cats. I mean, why aren't we in Australia right check. now? Obviously, we're gonna get to it. Ghosts. Check. Yeah. So, um, so this is on. It's on the Gold Coast. In okay. case you were wondering, and that is in the um Australia part of Australia. I did not look at a map. Good job. Sweet. So that's it's a where giant that island, is. Though it's a big old island. Yes. So in 1974, John Longhurst. And if the name Longhurst sounds familiar to you, it's probably because you're thinking of Tony Longhurst, who is the Bathurst 1000 winner and world champion water skier. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was... Obviously. And what you may ask is the Bathurst 1000. Yep. I do not know. I did not click the link. Oh, uh, um, it's where uh, people go and they eat the most wombats. I think... Oh, that's good. So I think now it's wombats battling for control of the Hearst publishing empire. Ooh, I'm fairly like- con- I'm fairly convinced that it is in fact wombats skiing. 
Oh, water skiing. That'd be great. I would, would watch. And the winner gets the Hearst <laughs> Publishing Empire. Yep. There we go. It all ties in. Yep. Um, so it is. So if you're thinking of Tony Longhurst, uh, John is Tony's father. Great. So Papa, Papa water ski. Pop, Papa Waterski so, loves a theme park. Yeah, so Papa Waterski was like, mm, I want to build me a theme park. Why not? So he, so in 1974, he buys 85 hectares because it's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 85 hectares, which is about 210 acres. Okay. On which to build a theme park. Great. Now, as as you listeners, gentle listeners, know, uh, that means nothing to us here. No. On the, that means absolutely nothing to us. No. But. I did think of a good way for me to equate this for my other two co-hosts here. Okay. Uh, Disneyland yes. is about 100 acres. Oh. And DCA is about 70, 75 acres. So it's the whole thing. So it's a slightly bigger than both parks combined. Gotcha. All okay. right. Yeah. Now I've got a Now really, I got it. I got but, it in my head. And that's how much land he bought. So obviously the park itself is a portion of that land. Right. So it's about the, about the size of Disneyland. Okay. Um, so he, he bought all this land and he was like, I'm gonna build me a theme park. So then he hired a bunch of people and they spent two years working pretty much around the clock to dig a river that they then like built the theme park around like Disneyland is. Yeah. And they called it the Mercippi River, Mercippity River, which I assume is like if Missouri fucked Mississippi. Yeah. And made a river. And made a river. Be the Mercippity River. Mercippi River. It almost feels like they couldn't spell Mississippi. They and and it, just gave up. It really is. It's like I S S I P P I. It's like mer Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. D- cheaters, man, get your own damn river I mean, name. Who? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Get more creative. Big fans. Big fans of American rivers. Uh, so America. he starts to design his theme park, and he brings in a lot of Disney Imagineers. So like people who helped build Disneyland, people who helped work on Walt Disney World to come in and help design it and like okay. build the lands out and stuff. So like he got good talent. Yeah, he had high hopes for this theme park. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in 1981, it opened for the first time. Great. It opened in December of 81. So it like really opened in 82. Right. Um, and then, um, so it opened in 81. It was pretty much just like the main street and like some little shit around it. And then in 82, a new land off main street opened. And then in 83, two more lands off of main street opened. So it like grew as it was already open. Uh-huh. So it was under constant construction for the first Fun. Well, eight years. What I love is going to a theme park and watching yeah, other shit be built. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going to Disneyland and it just being Main Street and you can like see them building Star like, Wars Land? Frontierland and I, Tomorrowland, but you can't go there yet? I don't I know. That's I felt what, when Star Wars Land was being built. I was like, yes. I see you, motherfucker. I want to go in you. That's where the ice cream shop is, though, so I'd be okay with it. I want to be in you. Yeah, fried chicken, corn dogs. There's a lot of good stuff on Main Street. There really is. Rides, though, very thin on the ground. (laughs) Very thin on the ground. There are rides on this version of Main Street. Okay. So it is slightly bigger. And they're like the very first, when it first opened, there were only like two rides. And one of them was like a choo-choo train. Oh, jeez. Classic. Like basically the Disneyland Railroad, you know? Clearly designed by Disney Imagineers. Yeah, which I assume went nowhere because there were no other lands to go to at that point. So they were like, get on the train. The line. Get off the fucking train. Drives 25 feet down the road. <laughs> he goes back up. Yeah, just backs up and goes back and forth. Get out, fuckers. 
Um, so as the years went by, it continues to get bigger and expand. Like I said, it is currently Australia's biggest theme park. It's mm-hmm. still open. Okay. Um, so it is now like very big. There are very many lands. Okay. Um, and like as they so, you know, shut down old rides, build new, better roller coaster rides. So it is a big, fun, modern day theme park. It is uh, very like land themed, heavy, like a Disneyland, but has lots of twisty, turny roller coasteries. Oh. More like a Universal Studios kind of a thing. Okay. Um, so there are currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lands. Great. Um, so the first one is Main Street, which was the first one that opened. And it has one, they have seven main coasters. So seven like big coasters that sort of anchor the park. So Main Street has one of those and it's called Mick Doohan's Moto Coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Australia names, guys. Australia names. This sounds so much fun. Yeah. So then uh, off of that is a land called Ocean Parade, which is a beach themed land. Ooh. Ooh. Um, And they have three of the seven big anchoring coasters, including the Gold Coaster, which was there. Because they're on the Gold Coast. Coast. I like the Gold Coast. Um, which is was there pretty quickly after it was built, and it is the oldest running steel roller coaster in Australia. So oh. it's like an old timey clackety clack roller also coaster. Also responsible for the most deaths. Probably. Not no. here. Oh. We're gonna get to it. Oh, okay. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so off of that we have uh Gold Rush Country. Ooh. Which you could assume is a lot like Frontierland. Yes. Um, it is Gold Rush themed because this part of Australia was where the Gold Rush happened. Oh, okay. Um, so it is Australian Gold Rush themed. Very specific. Oh, okay. There's not a single um, 49er reference in there. No. So, and there, uh, they have two big coasters. One is called the Giant Drop, which used to be literally a Tower of Terror. It was Tower of Terror Uh until they didn't want to pay that licensing fee and they renamed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Um, So it is the third tallest drop coaster in the world, but it is the fastest drop coaster in the world. Oh, there we go. This place sounds like fun. Um, and they also have a coaster called the Steel Taipan, which is, it's a big loop de loopy roller coaster. It just opened in 2021, mm. and it is currently the tallest and fastest roller coaster in Australia. Oh, wow. So good. definitely a barf mobile right there. This whole park sounds like a barf mobile. Yep. Uh, then we have the DreamWorks Experience, which Whoa. is a land, which is all DreamWorks themed. Great. Which brings you rides that are themed like Shrek or Madagascar or Kung Fu Panda. Oh, my God. Super fun. It sounds a lot like Universal in that one little DreamWorks nook that they have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is very Universal-esque. Like their logo, like the thing in front is a big globe that says Dreamland in front of it that looks a lot like the Universal oh, Studios boy. logo. Okay. Um. So then there is, oh boy, Corrobory, Corrobory yep. Land. Yep. That's definitely how you say that, which is uh, the zoo element, part of the zoo element. So it is themed to indigenous cultures and animals of Australia. That's nice. So it's an Australia themed land. Great. Then Then. there's Tiger Island. Oh, your favorite place where you live. Yes. It is Asian rainforest themed. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. So many big cats. 
Um, then there is ABC Kids World, which is their little kids land, which is largely themed around the Wiggles. <laughs> Love it. They had a bunch of these things. I was like, what the fuck are these? And I'm like clicking on the yeah. Wikipedia links. I'm like the Wiggles, the Wiggles. Okay, so it's like Wiggles land yeah. pretty much. They have this like 30 year licensing deal with the Wiggles. By God, we're going to use them. Are the Wiggles pretty from much. Australia? Be. Yes, they okay. are from Australia. That, that is why. Um, and then in 2006, they opened another park right next door called Whitewater World, oh. which is not a racist version of Water World. It no. is a water park. Right, like white water rafting kind of shit. Yes, yes. which what? includes many, many high velocity rides, including one called The Wedgie oh, and d- a quote octopus racer called The Bro. The Bro. The bro. Yep. Oh, Australian I names. It. I love it. Uh, but my favorite land is definitely Gold Rush Land. Well, okay. Obviously. Yeah. Because it's all Gold Rushy themed and it has a bunch of big fun coasters in it. Um, and it used to be everyone else. It was like the most popular of the lands until 2016 when they had a real bad year. Oh, 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 no. What happened in 2016? Well, in 2016, their main one of the main rides that like anchored it was uh, this loop-de-loop ride we're going to come back to, and it closed. And it had only been open like four years at that point, but they oh. were like, we got to refurbish this. Oh, oh. okay. Um, so first that ride closed, like in February. Then in April, on their version of a log ride, yes. boom, some dude stood up on the log ride, fell out, and then boom, tried to stand up. And was hit by two of the following logs before they could pull him out. Oh, buddy. Like the logs just like the second one had to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Like another one. Oh, you didn't stop this. You just no, didn't stop. Yes, but he he did not die. Oh, wow. Shocking. He almost drowned. He's hit by two log cars. Did not die. Oh, uh, my Lord. But then in October. Yeah, I thought this guy was going to come back and this was the fucking ghost, but the, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> nope. Then in October, uh, the Thunder River Rapids, which is a, you know, a, a, a yeah. rapids ride, you know, yeah. the big inflatable tube and the chairs in a circle it's and you like bumpy, bumpy thunder, on the water. There's a mountain. There's a little railroad that goes by it. Yes. Um, yeah. And you go and yes. you drop down a real big drop. You get real wet. I'm sure. Um, so it's uh, in October there. They have a little trouble where a vacant raft got loose and like lodged itself in this weird corner. <laughs> okay. So then the got, other, got loose, not unlike a wild tiger and began eating all of the guests. All of the other rafts that come by. Chomp. Yep. Well, it ate the raft behind it because the raft that came up immediately after it bumped into it. And then because that vacant raft was lodged in place, but the current kept pushing it, it had nowhere to go. So it eventually tipped up. So like the front of it tipped up and then eventually fell over, Over lodged in place. And the four adults that were in that raft died. Yeah. I was like, there's that's a drowning the two children that were in the raft managed to get away because the four adults that were in that raft died, the reports say, almost instantly from drowning. And I was like, that's real curious. So then I looked into local newspapers to be like, how does that happen? Oh, it happens because they're big. They're adult sized. So as they tipped over and went into the water, their, say, arms, legs, heads were dangling into the grinding mechanism (gasps) that was pushing the raft forward. Oh, that's so not really it, drowning, though, is it? That's more being smushed. pureed. Pure, yeah, that's yeah. a puree. And they were like, they died almost instantly from drowning. No, and I was did. like, 
almost is not good enough. No. No, not and no they did not. Situation. No, uh, because they felt the gears grinding their bones as they're struggling to breathe. Yes. Not how Awful. I'd want to go. So these four people died. All I can um, think of is it's like it's like the jungle cruise, and then there's the guy in the front running the thing, and then like it's going over the people to oh, got a downshift there. Yep. God. <laughs> um well and they're like the the park admitted the ride operator just was not paying attention, didn't notice that this raft had got stuck, did nothing to try and stop it. Like it was 100% preventable. Oh, that guy And then fired. in the like, then of course the county comes in and does all these safety reports and they're like, well, how did this raft get stuck? Well, there was this loose piece of wood. How would this loose piece of wood happen? Oh, we haven't actually done a safety check on this ride in 30 years. Oh. The first thought that came to mind was they haven't looked at this thing in 30 years. No, it was actually 30 years. They have it was 30 it fucking years. And they're like, good enough. Safety check. Yeah. They were like, we got it. It was fine when we built it. When yeah. we opened it, it was great. And you know what? Nothing's 30 changed in 30 years. years ago. Nothing changed. Um, so they... Uh, I, I would like to think that the family sued and made a shit ton of money. I know that they the park was sued for like safety infractions right. and ended up with a $3.6 million fine, Okay, which seems not enough. So I no. really hope those families sued for much more Yeah, for the loss of four lives preventably in that horrible way yeah. in front of their children. That feels like not enough money. Yeah, $3 million is just... That's definitely not enough millions. Yes. Yeah, that, that's um, one day's worth of fucking... Uh, entry. Like ent- no, I was going to just like... Parking? Stuffy, stuffy sales or some shit. Oh, it it like plunged the park. Like the the fee and like having to close everything and all the negative press had like a downturn in ticket sales. It oh, like the park. <laughs> yeah, like the park didn't turn a profit for like years after that Whoa. because of all the negative press. But they ground four people to death in a pool of water. Yeah. I'm not sure that, that, that that's yeah. actually a terribly safe park we've been going to there. Yeah. Not so much with the family fun. No. Uh, so they were like, we're going to we're going to fix this ride. We're going to refurbish it. So they closed it. They started to like refurbish it. And then they went, just kidding. And just demolished the whole ride. They took the whole fucking ride out. Never mind. Like, no, nope. <laughs> wipe, wipe the oh, slate oh, clean. Oh All we got to do is a little bit of maintenance on this thing. No. There, Bruce. And he opens up. This thing's <laughs> fucked up, mate. <laughs> this thing's fucked, mate. And then they just, no, chuck it yeah, in the bin, so th- as they say. Yeah, so they they literally were like all the press was like they're refurbishing it and then like people because it's 2016 so like people have like drones and they're like that's weird it's just gone oh my. it's just gone now it refurbished by and when they say that they mean just demolish yeah so what what has gone up in its place um and and part of this other rides place is that new steel Taipei. Ra- <laughs> So we'll see if there ends up being ghosts from this. This is like such recent deaths that right. there's no ghosts from this yet. But there is a haunted ride in Gold Rush Country. Okay. Well, or there was. Ghosts, unfinished business is just trying to have a good day at the park. Yeah. They yeah. just come there and they're just yelling at you, like trying to climb in your raft to be like, okay, I'd yeah. like to finish this ride, please. Get me away from the gears. Get, Get me, me away from the save gears. The ch- save the children. Oh my God. God. Uh so there's there is not anymore, but there was a ride called the Buzzsaw. Whoa. <laughs> it is a buzzsaw that just killed you. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get to it. So so this ride 
is 490 feet and the ride the entire ride takes about 50 seconds oh wow it is basically one big loop-de-loop but at the top of the loop-de-loop there's a twist Okay. So you twist at the top of the loop to loop. Sure. Which was like the tallest twist in roller coaster history or whatever while it was open. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was and the only the only uh implement on this ride is a lap bar. Oh. So which seems like not enough. If you're if you're high in the air and doing a twist, yeah, I feel like there should be more of a shoulder or strength yeah, I mean, action. No one died on this ride. Oh, How many people had neck or spine injuries? I do not know. Ugh. Yes. So this ride opened in 2011 um, for the 30-year anniversary of the park. It was like this big new ride. They spent a ton of money on it. Um, it was like plagued by troubles. It was always closed. Oh, boy. Um, so it opened in 2011. It shut in 2016 as part of this awful year. Yeah. They reopened it briefly in 2018 and then closed it again demolished it and then no closed it again and then we're like we're fixing it and then covid happened and uh. then quietly during covid they tore it down <laughs> we're fixing it again by fix i mean <laughs> remove i think they try and then they get in there and they're like yeah this is fucked this is really fucked. just how did we even with- open this period Yes. Um, so, but while the ride was around, it was obviously it's themed around the Gold Rush because part of this park, uh, as I said, used to be it's in Gold Rush territory, mm-hmm. part of Australia. So part of this park was literally built over a town called Gold Rush. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's not just a clever name. Not just a clever name. And this town was estimated in 1876. Um and brought in a ton of people to do gold rushing. Great. And then they rushed all the gold away by 1887. Mm-hmm. So what's that? 11 years. No yeah. more gold. All gold. Gold. Bye-bye. <clears throat> all the gold. Bye-bye. Okay. So then instead of becoming a ghost town, they switched to another industry. Smart on their part. Mm-hmm. So they switched to uh, timber. Okay. Because they have a bunch of trees around. So they built a huge sawmill and then turned the industry of the town towards the timber and saw industry. Wait, what, and what's and the name of the town? It was called Gold, Gold Rush. Rush. Now it's called Wood Rush. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Timber Rush. T- ooh, that timber sounds Rush. like an axe body spray flavor. Gentlemen, it present does. lumber. <laughs> um. So and from here, we get the story of Jack Dark. Uh, oh. And that's dark with an E on the end. So darky. Darky. But that sounds racist. So that Jack, was Jack super Dark. racist. That's yes. Very, well done. Yep. So Jack <laughs> so Dark. So his de- name is Jack Dark. Yeah. So, Jack and Dark. He, <laughs> Dark. And Jack Dark was a real person. He really lived there during the time that he was there as a miner. And then he pivoted into the timber industry as the town pivoted. Um, so he was there working. He worked at the sawmill. And the story is a little kerfuffled about either he went there one night and saw that some disgruntled workers were trying to burn the place down okay and he fought to stop them or he drunkenly one night as a disgruntled worker went to burn the place down you know, i like that version way better there i was, want him to be drunkenly trying to light shit on fire yes there was there was drunken fire happening whether he was trying to do it or trying to stop it we're not sure right okay but someone either was forcing him to unfire or to fire we're not sure but a scuffle occurred and in this scuffle poor jack dark got pushed into the running buzzsaw and was sawed in half (laughs) buzzsaw 
<laughs> and then they thought, this is great. We'll name a yes. ride after well, this man. It finally lived up to its namesake, so that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So so this factory, this this timber mill, was haunted by the ghost of Jack. So he died in 1897. He immediately showed up at this timber mill oh. and starts like walking around, like warning people about like safety hazards and stuff. So the sawmill was haunted yes. 100 years ago. Then they tore it all down. Then they built a theme park and they were like, oh, we should build a ride about, you know, this great story out of the gold rush. Right. And we're going to talk about Jack Dark. And they really leaned into it on the ride. Like the ride was like... um like think about like the line for like Tower of Terror or mm-hmm. how like you walk through part of it and there's like old old stuff all around yeah like setting the history of the place yeah so it's like that and there are like newspaper articles about Jack Dark and about like the fire the fire that tried to start and about how he died in the buzzsaw and there's all these like don't go you're gonna hit the buzzsaw and then like a weird buzzsaw sound in the line to scare you you know, I feel like that's there's that's not great marketing. But I okay. actually love that they fucking leaned into it. I think that's how they shit. soup. They leaned into it. They were like, "Oh yeah, our ride is themed around this ghost who used to haunt this timber mill." So of course, <laughs> the fucking ghost shows up at the ride. Well, yeah, I would too. <laughs> Look, you built him a ride. Story. I might as well be there. Yes, uh, and like I said, it was an established haunted location when they tore it down and built a themed version of it. Right. Um, so the park does, they used to do a Halloween thing where it was called Scream World instead of Dream World, which was like their Halloween Horror Nights. I love it. And now they, yeah, and now they periodically through the year do something called the Park After Dark, where they open parts of the park at night instead of in the day. Park After Dark with an E? Dark. No. Oh, with it. Oh, that would have oh. been way better marketing. No. Yeah. Park after we murdered a man and now he literally is a ghost here. Try and find him. <laughs> yes. Well, and because that's Halloween? only when he shows up. He only shows up at nighttime because he died in the middle of the night trying to stop this fire. Right. Or why the buzzsaw the was just running 24 seven. I do not know. He, there was a lot of timber needs. Okay. He only shows up after dark. His namesake. Yes. Yes. This guy loves um, a theme. So he. Um, so. So when people are able to get on the ride, he shows up between midnight and 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cuts it's a human being in half. <laughs> human sacrifice. One sacrifice. No, what he does is he rides his fucking ride. So if you go through with an empty seat next to you, sometimes that picture at the end, there's like a miner sitting next to you. Beware. Smiling. Going on the ride with you. He doesn't. He like when he was in the timber mill, he was very like, it's dangerous. Don't go there. And they leaned into that with the design of the ride. But now that the ride is actually built, he's just like, this fun. We love it. <laughs> Upside downies. Yeah. Uh, so he used to show up periodically in these nighttime pictures because they take your picture at the end of the ride, yeah. you know. And if there was an empty seat, sometimes he'd just be sitting there. Amazing. Uh, but then, yeah, they quietly tore it down during COVID times and built this new steel Taipei thing. So okay. we'll see if maybe he starts to show up there. It's it's very recently been open. So I hope we'll he see does if to be he, like, where's my ride? Hey, I think he's going to be sad. Ride? They he had a whole ride and they took it away. I would I would haunt the shit out of that place. I'd be like, excuse me, where's my ride? Every I every know picture. I have. Yes. So speaking of haunting the shit out of this place, there's one more haunting we're going to talk about. All right. And uh, this is because this, so the DreamWorks part of the park also used to house the Big Brother Australia house. Oh, okay. So the house, it's like CBS Radford. So the house for Big Brother 
um, was there from 2001 to 2014, uh-huh. which that's when they canceled Australian Big Brother. They've recently brought it back. Oh. Um, but that's where, so it ran there the whole time that it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like really tied it into the theme park. So like all of the editing and post-production was done at DreamWorks Studios, which was part of the back lot of this part of the park and then um you could go in they have a big live uh like amphitheater with a live audience so when they would do the elimination episodes you could go and be a live audience member oh and watch it okay and when it's not doing that it's there's live footage from the house hooked up to various monitors around so you could just go in there and watch what they were doing in the big brother house oh okay nice i mean i love spending my vacations watching other people do nothing yeah I, I mean, do. could you watch I'm, them bone down while you were in line for a ride? I I mean, not in line. You have to go to this thing. It's its own attraction. So but you have could to wait. watch boning. I mean, if, I if mean, they boned on if camera. they boned while the park was open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't assume they're like checking for content. It's a live feed from like 100 cameras. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I assume some children saw some boning. Oh, boy. Great. <clears throat> you gotta learn somehow. Yeah, so then, um, like I said, the Australians' version of Big Brother ended in 2014, um, and they just didn't do anything with the house for a long time, and it was one of those, like, you could sneak your way into it if you, like, stayed in the park. If you were at Park After Dark, you, like, sneak your way into it. Mm -hmm. Melly and I know about doing things like that. Yeah. And... Um and and it was just left like to the elements for nature to take it back. Oh wow. Which was really creepy because it was like a television set, you know? Wow. Okay. Um, and then eventually one night some kids broke in and lit it on fire. Man, Australia loves Man. the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those park after dark nights, but the wind was blowing the other way. So the smoke didn't go into the theme park. It went like further away. Uh-huh. So it took them a long time to oh, realize it was on fire. And then they didn't <laughs> close the park because they were like, I think we got this. You know what? It's not It's not ruining anybody's experience. Nobody's choking to death. On, well, it'll be fine. Just call yeah, the fire fine. brigade. They'll put it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it is now all burned it up, but while it was there, um, it was haunted. This, this big brother house was haunted by the ghost of a little girl. Oh, oh, I would not have anticipated that. No. Yes. So it's one of those things where like crew members and cast members are both like, oh yeah, there's a little girl ghost here. Um, sometimes crew members, when they were like working late, watching, like, uh, watching over the house and whatever, they would try and like talk to her. Cause sometimes if you talk, she'll whisper back to you ah, okay, and they learned great. that she's an 11 year old girl and they could never quite hear her name well enough. Mm-hmm. But this, the big brother house location, the back wall of the property directly on the other side of that is an old, uh, pioneer gold rush cemetery. Oh, which is where the little girl came from. And there are two little 11 year old girls buried there. So she is either Kathleen Mary Watt, who died in 1916, mm-hmm. or Elizabeth Smith, who died in 1888. OK, so they know it's one of these two girls. And the creepy thing is, like cast members would talk about seeing her all the time. And for a while, the crew didn't believe because they were like, we never see anything because she doesn't show up on the monitors. Oh, so no. you will see her walking down a hallway and be like, oh, my God, there's a fucking little girl there. And then in the like hub or whatever, where they're watching the live nothing. feed. There's nothing. She's a vampire. Oh, my God. 
She's they say that up. in so all the is a big brother house so all the windows are blacked out yeah. and they were like sometimes as you're like walking you can see your reflection and you'll see her with you awesome. and you'll turn around and she's not there awesome. again none of this shows up and then they started so like the crew finally started seeing her over the years and yeah. years they shot here um like the cast would make jokes about the little girl that lived in the house with them and then the the crew started talking to her to try and find out more about her and they realized also her voice is not picked up on any of the microphones wow so like it sounds like they're in a hallway talking to themselves themselves. looking at nothing when they're like no i was trying to talk to that little girl who was standing right the fuck in front of me that's creepy what's her favorite ride (laughs) yeah Oh, she never leaves the Big Brother house. So, and now oh, it's burned lame. down. So, I yeah. assume she went back to the cemetery. She's I think tra- she's, she's just trying came- to catch some of that boning. <laughs> she's a perfect. She's yeah, that boning. What we found out is that this that that the Gold Rush times were rife with little girl sex perverts. Yeah, I I think also like she'd probably come over and be like, "Oh, my friend Jack, he hangs out at the buzzsaw just down the street." Yeah, because <laughs> they're like ghosts from the same period, you know. God, maybe she knew him. I remember Jack. It was huge news when his when he got cut in half. And then like her attraction closed and then his attraction closed. And now they're both just back at the cemetery being like, I miss when we used to hang out at that theme park. Yes. Mm-hmm. lost uh so we will see now that it has burned they are obviously going to build something new in its space so we will see if that new location gets a ghost and if this new ride gets the ghost of jack yeah uh but yes. those are the ghosts of dreamland theme park yeah. in australia Yay. i love it that's Beautiful. great well hey i'm gonna yell at you we'll come back we're gonna find out what other kind of australian ghost is gonna haunt this show how spooky Hey everyone, it's your old pal Jack Dark, and when I'm not being cut in half while trying to put out a fire, I'm listening to the Booze and Brews podcast, which you should do as well. Hey, also, go to iTunes, submit a review, or don't, I don't care. But, you know what I do care about? It's good old Patreon, patreon.com slash boozeandbrews, full of audio episodes, video episodes, show sketched by the incredible, talented engineer Bob. Hey, also, thank you, Jonathan, for your new subscription to our show, because it's really great, thank you very much. Uh, the, the accent's gone, so fuck it. Also, hey, uh... You know what else is great? Social media websites. We got them. You got them. Come and talk to us. We got a Twitter at Who's and Bruce. We got a Facebook at Who's and Bruce. And uh, we also got Instagram. Who's and Bruce podcast. All right, back to the show. Now that's a podcast. <laughs> I mean, that is my what Australian this is. accent is not great. I'm not which, even gonna try. Not even which try. we've learned as we've done Do past it. Australia episodes on this show. It's not good. It's hard. Do hard to be Daniel Australian. Do a Ricardo impression, dear. I can't. Yeah, you can. Tattoo. There That's you all go. I got. Pretty That's good. All I got. Just smile too much. <laughs> Have yeah, too big of a grin yeah. and just say, "Get a tattoo." Uh. <laughs> That's it. My my Australian is limited to a Formula One driver. Yeah, from yeah. Australia. Or, or like Flight of the Concords is your Australian is New Zealand. They're New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. same same yeah. thing. Yeah, close enough. I'm sure they love hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're practically the same. Um, so for my haunted Australia, I'm going to tell you about the Adelaide Arcade, which rolls off the tongue. It really does. Adelaide Arcade. Adelaide Arcade. See, it's not good. It's not a good. It's not good. Not Not good at it. Better than mine. I try. You try. I liked it. Um, so yes, the Adelaide Arcade is located in Australia's fifth largest city, Adelaide. Oh, which is that in the Australia part of Australia? So I looked it up. It's in the Oh, south. look at you overachiever. It's in South Australia. That's the state province, whatever they're called in Australia. 
that is where that is. So it's like middle south. There okay. Um, and so it, if you think of the bottom of vagina at uh, the bottom of Australia is like a big v- two vagina lips coming down. Right. It's the literal cooch it's of it. The cooch. Yes. Adelaide is the cooch of Australia. There we go. You broke Bob. He had to like throw <laughs> okay. the pen down. Move. <laughs> he was not expecting vagina lips. I think at all in this episode. And there you just. I. That's his problem on this podcast. You should always <laughs> expect vagina lips. Always expect a vagina. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's just now you about now, now you can't unsee it. <laughs> now you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. Everybody on this podcast is probably listening, going, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right." Like a loose vagina, you oh, know? Oh yeah. Many Ooh. children have come out of that loose vagina. Yeah, or like maybe that's just how your vagina is. That's fine. That's totally. They're fine. all beautiful. They're like anyway australia's just hanging a little wide a wide set vagina so <laughs> australia the- is a wide set <laughs> vagina these are weird sentences that i would think like how how did that come about but of course that's how that came about well of course that's how it came about anyway the arcade was built in 1885 <laughs> and is today one of the country's oldest operating arcades Okay, so in the gold rushy times of Australia, yes. the 1880s. Yes, so they decided they were going to build this arcade. So the land upon which it sits, um, and in case you're wondering, arcade means shopping mall. Oh, I was it's like, is this actual, no. is this like a Piccadilly Circus situation no. where there's no fucking circus? There's no circus. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. False advertising. You're going in there I looking for arcade- Dig Dog, and all you find is a fucking Macy's. And yep. it's like, this yeah. is a rip-off. Stupid fucking British Empire naming things other things. Yeah. So yes, it's a it's a shopping mall. So now okay. we have it. Yeah, it's a little more lame. Um, but it was originally home. The land upon which it was built was originally home to a man named George Debney's fine furniture gallery and showrooms. Oh, and showrooms. Oh yeah. Not only is this furniture fine, you can look at it. You can also go and look at I it. I will show it to you before you buy in a room. In a a literal room. Um, sadly for Mr. Debney and his fine furniture, uh, a massive fire. We have a fire theme in this week's episode. Oh, yeah. You nice. know what? It makes sense. It's Australia. Yeah. I mean, Australians love fire. Koala bears. Um, fire. Aww. I've become JFK. Now you're JFK. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you can have yet. I am Australian. Australian JFK. We're going to go to the moon. <laughs> through these loose vagina lips um oh jfk would love that jfk i think that that he definitely was like we gotta go back to vagina island love to show you my didgeridoo oh my (laughs) i like how apparently i can't do jfk without like punching hands yeah like a punching pizza hand motion hand but you're this is my jfk yeah is it like a sideways? I it's can't sideways. see. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, yes, it's like a Pac-Man it was like a snake hand. Not snake strike, but yeah, it's very much right. Pac-Man. Anyway, yeah. um, a fire destroyed his shop and most of his raw materials, which makes sense. It's all made of wood. 
Yeah, that makes sense. His raw materials were kindling. Yeah, yep. Would just he's a wood feed guy. The fire. You know? as, there was as a wood, wood and fire theme in this episode for sure. In 1867, a man named Patrick Gay bought mm-hmm. and rebuilt the shop and opened a cabinet making uh sort of haberdashery haberdashery yeah wait didn't you say it was built in 1880 and now was bought in 1860 the land upon which oh okay yeah this is just the history of the land at this point got it got it got it i'm all caught up now we haven't even gotten to the building we're just talking about land we're we're pre-building here yes so he opened his cabinet making business again full of wood again shocked to learn also caught on fire also completely destroyed that one burned down, fell uh, over, then sank into the down swamp. In 1884, um, and the newspapers immediately deemed the fire the work of quote incendiarists. Oh, oh, not arsonists, but in, in fact incendiarists. Yeah, like something a incendiarists. Fancy. Yeah, a little fancier. Love it. It kind of sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're early wizards in Australia. Yeah, incendiarum. And then the fire comes out. And then it just... Uh, then likely, Snape's hair is on fire. So they say it was likely the cause like, of arsonists. He's like, Mr. Potter, my hair is on fire. Likely employees who Mr. Gay had to let go because of slow sales. Because it was at this point, yes, while there is a gold rush happening, there's also a slight economic downturn at the same well, time. Yeah. So Patrick had to let go some of his employees. And the newspapers, hashtag, they fake news the shit out of that because there was no evidence of arson. There was no evidence that um, Patrick... Any of his former, but was there evidence of incendiarists? I mean, there was evidence of fire because it fucking burned down. But well, that's as good a, a evidence of incendiarists as I've heard. Yeah, because it I was mean, in the incendiary area. Yeah, newspaper, <laughs> newspaper, sort of. You know, they need to sell, right? So they're yeah, like, I got it. Just making it. All. If it bleeds, it leads. Bake ups. If it smokes, it's a puff, if I it got smokes, jokes. It smokes, dude. <laughs> um. Patrick was able to collect the insurance money for the uh, cabinet making business, but it wasn't enough to cover his losses, but it was enough for him to get in on the syndicate that was formed after the fire. So it was Patrick and a bunch of other businessmen who all combined their monies together and said, you know what? This place needs less wood shops, more shopping malls. Less. The syndicate sounds like it, it totally like sounds how you booked airline like like passage on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, you know, uh, like you have to book through the syndicate, you know, call up the syndicate. <laughs> yeah. When I saw call it, up the syndicate, I'm going to Australia to have sex with a child Ugh. or whatever. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with Australia. I'm going to go have sex <laughs> with this mall. It's going to be great. My dick is going to totally fuck that mannequin. <laughs> I thought you were like, my Made dick of wood. is totally going to come. It's gonna feel nice. It's gonna be so nice. Killing it. So anyway, the grand plans that this um collective, I will say collective instead of syndicate, this collective. No, say syndicate. The syndicate oh shop uh of shop owners. The plans that they had were to open this mall that could house like fifty or so shops and Turkish bath. Oh, Ooh, a bath for go. turkeys. A bath for turkeys. Um, construction began um, in April of 1885. It featured a 24-foot wide promenade with Carrara marble floors. 
No, what's the difference feet between feet wide doesn't feel that wide. What's the difference between Carrara marble and normal marble, dear? It's from the Carrara region of Australia. Yeah, I think it's like champagne versus sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... I feel like I'm learning a lot tonight. Congratulations. Yeah, if it's not Carrara marble, it's just sparkling white marble. Yeah, and you don't want that. You want the OG. You want it's it starkle- to It's sparkling white rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... <laughs> Pop rocks. It had the marble floors and 44 shops that lined its walls. Each were about 15 by 24 feet. So not that big, about 15 feet high. So they were all just like shoe Like a prison cell. More or less, yeah. Welcome, welcome to War Maidens, and it's welcome to War Maidens, and it's all their wares in a fifteen by twenty-four foot uh, sort of box, but it had glass and iron fronts, so you could see into the store. Ooh, fancy, much like the malls of today. Oh, window shopping, yeah, window shop. Wow. Um, The building also featured um, a first for many shops in Australia. Electricity. Ooh. Ooh. Um, at night, the arcade was lit by 16 arc lamps, which I kept reading arc reactors. Totally yeah. not Iron Man. Uh, there were 16 Tony Starks just like sort of lined up and his little chest. Yeah, with his chest booby. Yeah, his chest, his chest booby lighting everything up. Um, and in case you were wondering, toilets were included as well. Oh, good. Electric toilets? I was toilets? worried about where people were going to shit. Now I know. Thank goodness. They had toilets where people could go to shit. That's great. And they could see that shit because there was light. Because it was illuminated at nighttime. And you could watch them poop because everything was made of glass, apparently. Well, not the toilets. That's not a shop. I mean, unless it was a toilet store and people well, just got confused and pooped in the toilets yep. on, on display. We've all seen Jack. It's confusing. Here. It's very confusing. I, I don't know how plumbing works. Me neither. Um, the building opened on December 12th, 1885, um, however, struggled to uh, attract tenants because, as I mentioned, there was an economic downturn. So nobody they had this beautiful building, but no one had any money to move in. And eventually the syndicate, everybody who was, you know, throwing in and pooling their money, they ran out. And finally, it all consolidated under one owner, but became the, a syndicant. <laughs> it was a syndicant. Um, but the uh, one person. They managed to keep it open. Eventually, shops started coming. And you can still go there to this day. It's got about 100, I think they say, stores now. So it's expanded over the do years. Do they have the original, like, marble or any of the stores yeah, that same I, original size? I do think in the... Um, I don't know about the original size of the stores. I want to say probably not. The few pictures that I went... Because I went to their website. Um, yeah. The stores looked a little bit bigger um in the expansion but like the marble floors are still there it's a very cool old-timey looking building like okay. looking through it, it it kind of reminds you of uh almost a train station you know how sometimes i'm thinking like union station they've got all those shops that kind of line the walls and yeah it feels very old timey that's how it feels there 10 Cute. out of 10 i would go based on is it one alone. of those like um like big central like kind of atrium areas with like balconies overlooking it or is it kind of it's boxy it's, it's a little boxier, but they do now have like a second floor. So, you know, they had like really high ceilings. They kind of expanded up. So now you have, I think, stores on top. Okay. Um, But it all kind of, yeah, it's, it's very typical mall where they all have like that central. You can all look down into the yeah. mall area. And I'm going to Google pictures. You should. And in case you're wondering, um, also with the, the stores that they have today, they have a comic book shop and a collectibles shop. Hell Ooh. yes. So you might be able to go in if you're in Australia and buy Engineer Bob's comic books. Do it. Maybe. But nice. You and a toilet. 
and toilets. Um, but also keep- Oh, it is very cute. The marble floors are like almost checkerboardy. Yeah. Very cute. Um, and you know, so feel free to stop by if you're ever there. Also keep an eye out for the ghosts because this place has got a couple of them. They also have a Godfrey's vacuum cleaner specialist. Oh, thank God. So says this picture. <laughs> I mean, look, we all need our vacuum specialized. Who? Yeah. I mean, if anyone needs a specialist, it's my vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, this place also has gifts. So one ghost believed to haunt the arcade is um, Sidney Kennedy, a little okay. Um He is the son of Bridget Kennedy, professionally known as Madam Kennedy. Oh, Ooh. are they related to John F. Kennedy? <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Uh, Bridget and her husband, I Michael. am the ghost of a little boy. We're going to the moon. I fucked Marilyn. Not because it's easy, but because it was hard. Because it is hard. I fucked her because it was hard. God. My dick, That's that why is. I did most of my fucking, as a matter of fact. Because my dick was hard. Cuba. Bridget and her husband, Michael, were self-described clairvoyants, phrenologists, um, and palmists. Oh, head bumpies. Head bumpies. Yeah. And palmists. They were also palm readers who ran Ooh. a shop in the arcade um, today that makes part of the Manhattan Dry Cleaners. Oh. It, they've really come up in the world. Bridget and Mike had a son, Sydney. Uh, and while it seemed on the outside that they had a really good relationship, things weren't amazing. Um, Mr. Kennedy, very much JFK'd. He got around. Um, and okay. he, he decided. Kennedy's gonna Kennedy. Kennedy's gonna Kennedy. He got around with this woman who uh, Bridget accused of being an abortionist. A little different than a palm reader, but yeah. Yep. And they ran away together um, to Tasmania, taking young Sydney with them. Bridget is completely distraught. Um, she yeah, hires- that's not that's not great for Bridget. No, no. I'd be like this. That lady- whore took my husband and my child. And they went to another island. Like they just I stared at my baby. hand, but I didn't see it coming. <laughs> if only I'd felt the bumps on her head. If only he felt the bumps <laughs> on her head. Um, Bridget hired a private. She stole my calipers. Bridget hired a PI to track down her husband and son. Excellent use of the word calipers. <laughs> and while she waited, she self-medicated with um, booze and pills who hasn't? Who hasn't? And but but her problem is she sort of developed a little bit of a problem with both. Okay, okay. The everything in moderation, Kennedy. No, she couldn't do it in moderation. Um, in 1901, Bridget was reunited with her son. The PI found Michael in Tasmania, who just gave him his son back. And so this strange man, who Michael doesn't know, who Sydney doesn't know, just like shows up in Tasmania and goes, hey, Bridget wants her kid back. And this guy's like, all right. Oh, yeah, you take him. You take him. And then he travels back to Adelaide to give him back to Bridget. Oh, ye old times, man. Ye older times. Um, So Bridget, very happy. Um, But sadly, the boozing did not stop. Once she was reunited with her son. Yeah, that train was already going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On January 12th, 1902, Sydney was found deceased in the upstairs dining oh, room no. of the shop. And Bridget was arrested for murder. Oh, no. Murder? Murder. Um, but the court uh, decided not to. So she was 
She was arrested. She was charged with murder, but a jury and the court itself found that there wasn't sufficient evidence to show that she killed Sydney. Yeah. Um, he died of coal gas poisoning. Yeah, it and seems more like neglect than murder. It's more neglect, yes. And Bridget was found asleep next to him. So my theory is Bridget tried to complete suicide and take her son with her and turned on the gas stove. But she also oh. said Sidney liked to do that himself. He was three years old at the time. He liked to play around with the gas stove. So it's possible that she was um, also passed out on the floor. He fucked with the and turned on the gas stove and then he died. Um, but Bridget did not pass away. Um, so she was found when he was when Sydney was found deceased. Bridget was found asleep next to him. She was reeking of booze and was high as shit. Um, the culprit they suspect was chlorodyne, which at the time was a popular drug consisting of cannabis, opium, and chloroform. Hell yeah! Wow. You yeah. know what happened is, is like her, her system was so slowed down she couldn't actually inhale any of the fucking and gas. She was barely breathing herself, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So she couldn't inhale enough this to kill like her. This is like 1902's version of fentanyl. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty baby. Much. She wasn't feeling anything. Nope. No. Um, the doctor examining Bridget said that the drugs caused her to be mentally unhinged. That was his diagnosis. <laughs> Who hasn't been. And therefore not responsible for any actions she may have taken because she swears she does not remember anything. She's a lady and she's crazy. She can't be held responsible for her actions. That's right. I mean, hey, good good on her. Um, So, you know, turning the gas stove on, all of that. um, They said you weren't. But the damage was done. Things did not improve for Bridget because now she has this um, reputation of being a child murderer. Yeah, and the death of her child weighing on her. Yes. Which I'm sure she didn't just get past easily. No, no. And uh, in August of that year, Bridget was found dead in a park of an accidental, maybe on purpose, overdose. Oh, man. Bridget had a rough life. You wonder what Bridget's life would have been if if her husband hadn't stolen her kid in the first place. Yeah, Mm. and taken him away. I mean, maybe she was bound down that path no matter what, but it does seem like that was the incident that tipped it over. Uh huh. Yeah. She was barely hanging on, and then it was like, yeah. And then she was like, nope, bye, bye. Now I definitely need weed, opium, and and chloroform. Chloroform. Chloroform is really a strong choice in there. Well, like back in that time, they used to use chloroform for a lot of shit. Like, like Queen Victoria had chloroform administered when she would give birth. Jesus. Because she was just like, fuck this noise. I don't want to be out. I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to be anywhere. But yeah, they used to use chloroform a lot. So Sydney still hangs out at the arcade. Um, His ghost is known to um, come up and and touch people's hands almost as if he's going to shake your hand. Oh, oh, so Bridget's not there because she didn't die there. She didn't die there. And and people kind of think she might be there. But if anything, I mean, they see like a shadow figure of maybe a woman. But they Mm -hmm. seem Sydney more more often than anybody else. She's out there looking for her weed, opium and chloroform shop. And it's just not there. There's no there's no there's nothing for her to buy. This is a waste of time at the arcade. She actually is there. Uh, She's so fucking high. She's just laying on the floor. You never see her. She's there constantly. She's too stoned to manifest herself. I can't manifest myself. (laughs) I just need to chloroform myself. 
Um, but he, Sydney will also, you know, create hot and cold spots. Um, and during an episode of Haunted Australia, which oh. aired on Sci-Fi Channel, um, two of the investigators caught a, I don't know if it was on camera because I couldn't find the episode, but they caught the a little boy running into a brick wall. Like a little, <laughs> like Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Wiley, but he went through the wall instead of bouncing. Had he back. painted a tunnel on the wall? Yes, <laughs> they were. I'm sure they were sitting there wondering why. Why is this tunnel? Where did this tunnel come from? Where and then the little boy come just comes in. Or from Acme Industries. Or he uh, Kool Aid manned, and he just oh, like yeah. oh yeah, mm-hmm. could be multiple things. Um. So yeah, he he does like typical ghosty things. Um, but the most well-known ghost at the arcade is um, a man named Francis Clooney. Oh, okay. not related to George, spelled differently. Okay. Um, Francis is was the caretaker back then called a beetle. A beetle? B-E-A-D-L-E. Beetle. Beetle. Oh, okay. Uh, but he was the caretaker of the arcade and he in 1887 um he served as a sergeant major in quote one of the british regiments one of them one of them uh and served in crimea where he won several medals oh man good job he got a, he and, got and a, eventually earned himself a pension good yeah, job he got a silver um, in rhythmic gymnastics he did Oh man, that um, was a good joke. Is, you assholes didn't laugh at it. Bronze in um, f- uh, twirly dance. Yeah, ribbon dancer. Ribbon dancer. Yeah, that is rhythmic gymnastics. You're remaking my joke, but telling it worse. Did you know that? Tell your story. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> I made a funny women's rhythmic gymnastics joke, and nobody laughed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now have you seen sense. how those women throw the ball and then catch it with their knees? Impressive. Yes. It's impressive. And then they've got the hoops. They've got hoops and little stickies. And sticks. The hoop and stick. I'm glad I'm glad after I complained about it, you finally went with me on this journey to comedy <laughs> land. Yeah, we will be berated into joining you. We will begrudgingly yes and you if you make a stink. Yes. You were cranky. (laughs) Um, Upon retiring, as I mentioned, he got a pension, but he still made some extra money working at the arcade. Um, He was known to dress in his military uniform on occasion. Made him feel more officious, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, But overall was a well-liked person. On the evening of June 24th, 1887, uh, Francis was briefly left in charge of the machine room that managed all of the electric lights. Um, the electrician, Mr. Harcourt, wanted to take a few minutes to go check out the exhibition that had opened nearby. I don't know what the exhibition was. In the newspaper article I saw from 1887, it was just capital E exhibition. Boobs. Could have been anything. Boobs. He wanted to go look at the boobs. Boobs. He's a boobs yeah. guy. Um, so he took a few minutes and he left Francis in charge, but told Francis, don't touch anything. However... Within a few minutes of Harcourt leaving, she touched everything. All the electric he lights, all the buttons, all of the electric lights had gone out. Um, an employee of the jewelry store went to see what was the matter, and yes, Francis did touch a lot. In fact, Francis um, 
touched himself and resulted in him getting caught between the one ton flywheel and the main part of the gas engine the one ton flywheel oh no what what the fuck so they think he tripped on his coat or something on the ground and went tumbling and he tried to brace himself right into a buzzsaw into the one ton he tried to grab onto the flywheel but the mechanics of that just sucked him in just sucked him under like a water attraction correct um his quote this is from the article his head was completely smashed oh no the brain being scattered about (laughs) whilst whilst his arms were broken and the clothes on the upper portion of the body were torn off about 10 feet away there was a shoe that was kicked off reportedly believed to be in his struggles uh i would hope the head went first and that was it yeah i think it was like arm and then immediately head so it was yeah but that the the three seconds of that arm was probably real bad real real bad but yep yep so he he kind of went they said it took several hours to extract him from the oh no just to to vacuum up all of his brain goo yeah all of the the brain goo and stuff that was everywhere um so who his head just popped like a water balloon probably did and just everywhere um, can you imagine if you're like, why is the power out? And you like go into the room to look and you see a man with a popped head. If I were the jewelry store, weren't like he he went in, was like, why are the lights out? Because it just happened so suddenly. He walks yeah. in. That's what he sees. So he turns and leaves and he goes, there's nope, someone. Nope, immediately. Nope, nope, he, nope, he nope. Goes, he finds Mr. Harcourt and he's like, a man is dead. Yup. Yeah, there's a dude without a head in your fucking room, bro. Yeah, there's just a body hanging out the back. Uh, so, oops. Um, yeah. So, so not surprisingly, uh, Francis still hangs around. Uh, his unfinished business. He just wants to be helpful. He still wants to do. Oh, I was like, does is his unfinished business unsquashing his head? No, (laughs) no. And the good news is the people who do see him, heads intact. Okay, good. To the the local toy stores in the arcade and finds all the play doh and tries to shape himself a new head. (laughs) Like like the ghost of little boy Sydney's trying to play with a red ball like ghost hunters always do, and Francis is stealing it and putting it on his head. On his head, (laughs) like he's a like a jack o' lantern. Yeah, and he takes like a sharpie and draws like you know big eyes on there. Wilson from Wilson from yeah. That's all it is. Castaway tries to put his and Tom Hanks fucks him. It's a whole thing. Uh, Yeah. Um, but people report hearing footsteps um, and when no one is around, so they'll hear like come up behind as if he's still on patrol. Um, they'll feel cold spots. They'll see things move on their own, you know, your typical ghosty things. Um, but one patron of the arcade claims he was led downstairs by a man in a long military coat and shown a generator that was removed years before. Almost like, hey, watch out. Hey, that exploded my head once. We need to be real, real careful whenever we're around this. I thought I would bring you downstairs to show you so, so you are aware. Somebody Don't should put a keep, fall. Should keep your uh, put a keep your head clear of all the slicing bits. Yeah, just sign on it, perhaps. Stay yeah. away from all I the might not bits. have done what I did, but I sure. didn't know. Yeah. If there was a sign that did do not insert head. Yeah, I wouldn't have put my head in there. Um, his ghost may have even been caught on camera in 2008. Um, it was like an after hours shot. They have their sort of CCTV footage and you see everything is fine and quiet and dark. And then all of a sudden you see this very bright blue light appear out of nowhere and then it goes away. And they think that was Francis manifesting himself and then disappearing again. Bookie. 
So yeah. That's, oh, spooky. So that's the story of the Adelaide Arcade in Adelaide, oh, South Australia. Those are two good Australian locations that have ghosts. Yeah. This brings us to our beer, which is not, again, from Australia because we did some hop skipping and jumping to get there. But we got there. But this is a Silver Reef Brewing Co.'s White Dome IPA. It's 6.75%. Ooh, 7.75. Yeah, 6.75, which is high for Utah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and as I poured this... I took a sniffy sniff and I was like, this is weird because it smells like beer, but it does not smell like an IPA. Yeah. And then I took a sip and I was like, but it tastes like an IPA. And then I read the can and I learned why. And it's because it is brewed with the addition of wheat, malt and Belgian ale yeast, which is why it smells like other beers, but tastes like an IPA. That's unique. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is a chimera of beers. Mm-hmm. So it's a little malty, a little like funky with those Belgian yeasts, and a little hoppy from the IPA. Okay, but it's not like good. If I was to blind taste test drink this, I would not have pulled it out as an IPA. Like oh, well, the hmm. hop is not the overwhelming flavor. Okay, interesting. It is such a mix of the three. It's almost like the brewer didn't quite get the assignment on what makes an IPA. It's almost like the brewer was like, I'm going to do something weird. And he did mm-hmm. it. And he did. It's kinda, I think it's kind of nice because it smells like the funk of the yeast. Yeah. When it first hits your mouth, it's malty. But then the aftertaste is definitely that hop. So you hmm. get a little bit of everything. They do play well together. Okay. Well, I enjoy nice. it, but it definitely does not taste like an IPA. Okay. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Um, But I like it It's pretty good beer Well that's the part of the show Where your old pal Bob Gets to pick a winner Hey guess what I love Wombat water skiing That's a good time You know what else I love Weed opium and chloroform Let's get high You know what else I love Rides that are called The buzzsaw That actually murder you That's pretty fun But if there's one thing I love more than anything It's it's Australia's Wide set vagina lips (laughs) Melissa wins Oh my god. I love it. I love vaginas winning for once. Yeah, yes. Finally. Congrats for the vaginas. Good job, Australia. Looking like a vagina. Good job. Good job. Good job. You're the real winner, Australia. Yeah. I mean, you the are real listeners. Is you the listener. Yeah. <laughs> is the listener. So whether you have a wide set vagina or not, thank you for listening. Yes, and, and come back next week. Yes, and there will be more booze. And there will be brews. And there'll be wide set vaginas. And until then, cheers. cheers. Don't You're so grumpy it. with me.